Welcome to the Kaleidoscope of Possibilities, Alternative Perspectives on Mental Health. My name is Dr. Adriana Popescu. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and leader in the field of mental health, energy psychology, addiction, trauma, and empowerment. In this podcast, we will be exploring mental health from a variety of perspectives, from the spiritual to the shamanic and beyond. What if mental illness isn't everything we think it is? What if everything we see as a pathology is actually a possibility? What else is possible with mental health? Hi everyone, Dr. Adriana Popescu here for another episode of Kaleidoscope of Possibilities, Alternative Perspectives on Mental Health. I'm so excited today to be with Katrina Michelle. Katrina Michelle, PhD, LCSW, is a holistic psychotherapist and an adjunct professor at Fordham University School of Social Services and the Institute for the Development of Human Arts. Informed by her doctoral research on spiritual emergence and her own transcendent experiences, she supports people in exploring, embracing, and integrating the multifaceted human experience. Katrina currently serves as the Executive Director of ASSIST, the American Center for the Integration of Spiritually Transformative Experiences, an organization that reflects her desire to evolve mainstream systems so they acknowledge, honor, and include the spiritual component of human development. As co-founder of Emergent Entertainment, a company on a mission to demystify awakening experiences through storytelling and art, Katrina is also producing her first documentary film, When Lightning Strikes, The Unsexy Side of Awakening. Well, it's so exciting. Um, Katrina, so happy to have you here today. Welcome. Yay, thanks, Adriana. Love, I love the name of your show, Kaleidoscope of Possibilities. That's perfect. Thank you. Yes, because so much of what we've been doing in traditional Western medicine and psychiatry and psychology is looking at things through this very narrow lens, um, using a lot of labels. Uh, I always call them like two-dimensional labels that we're trying to fit multi-dimensional people into um, and how limiting that has been. And I know that you shared um, some of that same frustration. So tell us a little bit about you, what drew you to this work and um, how you came to explore the spiritual side of psychology and therapy. Yeah, thank you. It's such a great question. And I love having a minute to sit down and think about how did I get here? Um, because really, of course, it started with my own experience. Um, I always was drawn toward psychology. I studied psychology. I became a social worker and I was working clinically with people, but there was always something that felt like it was missing for me. And it was something that was unacknowledged in my own prior experience um, as a young adult walking through the world, having what I now understand was a transcendent experience. Um, at the time, I had no framework for it. I had no way to make meaning of it. So, and no words, right? These experiences that we could call mystical experiences, um, they often strike us without, without uh, soliciting them. And they can come in a way where we don't know how to phrase them. We don't know how to speak about them. So that's what happened to me. And when I uh, began to study psychology, I realized that this was nowhere really in the text. This was nowhere in the work. So um, eventually I came to, to uh, study transpersonal psychology, which actually I learned, I was really happy to learn that there was a field that was talking about this. And 
through that process of being able to point to it and name it and have others who uh, could meet me in that space with language and with sharing their own experiences, it really helped me to integrate and, and to step up into recognizing my experience was not something, you know, pathological, wasn't something strange, it was something actually beautiful that I now understand, you know, to use that word, a God experience. Um, which I wouldn't have used at the time, because at the time I associated God with organized religion and I had already abandoned that. So um, it's, been, it's been a journey for me personally and through my own studies and getting my PhD in transpersonal psychology, I really felt called to help facilitate this work with others because I think there's, there's sort of a limit on where traditional psychology takes us. But as we all know, we are unlimited people. We have so much potential and there are so many openings that we're given throughout our multifaceted lives, but we need people to help facilitate our growth and our expansion into them. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I'm on the same page with you because my PhD is also in transpersonal psychology and you and I actually attended the same graduate school, even though we were not there at the same time. So maybe it would be helpful for us to even um, help our viewers and listeners um, get a better understanding of what is transpersonal psychology and what is a spiritually transformative experience, like what you described, what you had. Sure. Well, I think it's it's great in that transpersonal psychology is one of those terms that still sort of defies a label and, um, and a neat, tidy box, which is part of why I love it, because I think it's, generally speaking, it's about consciousness, it's about human potential, uh, it's about all of the things that make us interconnected as, as a living being that is not finite to one body or one system. Uh, there are many different ways you can talk about it. Um, the part of it that drew me was this, this place of spiritual emergence, which is how I understand it is, it's, it's the next level of human development. You know, we don't stop developing um, as, as adults or even in old age, there's this place in development that we don't often talk about, which I, I think is a psycho-spiritual development. And often, Spiritual emergence is that space where there's uh, an event that can help us move into that greater expansion, that greater state of awareness, that greater space of um, understanding who we are and what we're capable of. And so I was drawn to work in, in that field of spiritual emergence. And a spiritually transformative experience is one way that um, people can ex begin to experience their own spiritual emergence process. So it could be an experience that comes like lightning. That's why the title of my film is When Lightning Strikes. It can be something that comes on suddenly and it's so profound that it completely shifts a person. It shifts them out of their former framework of understanding the world, shifts them out of their former personality structure. It can bring them often through a lot of terror and challenges around not understanding what's happening around shifting into a new way of being and meaning that nobody really gets you anymore. The, the connections you had with people, your way of being in the world is so different that um, there's a lot of unsexy stuff there, right? But the idea is that when we help facilitate people moving through that challenging period, there's something that's really awesome at the end of it. There's something that really is more authentic to who they are and it's not limited by who they were trained to be in our world of um, limitation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, one of the experiences that is considered a spiritually transformative experience that maybe some of, 
of our viewers and listeners will have heard about is the near-death experience, right? People yeah. will have this, you know, near-death experience and they'll talk about how that totally changed everything for them, how they see the world, how they see themselves, how they relate to other people. And you're right, it isn't always like this easy experience. It can be profoundly um, shake people to the core, right? And this is where spiritual emergence can sometimes move into spiritual emergency. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so I think spiritual emergency is when you're going through this developmental process as we all are, whether or not we know it or name it, but there comes a point where you hit that crisis moment and perhaps there, there are symptoms of what could be called psychosis. There's disorganization, there's um, confusion. There's, there's something that is, is challenging enough that it doesn't seamlessly weave into your everyday world. Whereas with this other smoother process of this gradual spiritual emergence, people are just able to integrate as they go. And it's kind of like this slow and beautiful unfolding into, you know, a new state of being. But the emergency comes, like you said, with a near-death experience where somebody is suddenly perhaps catapulted out of their way of understanding the world, their whole consciousness shifts, and then they are in crisis because they don't know how to come back. They want to be in that state that they experience, but here they are in this physical world not knowing what to do with themselves. Right. So there can be a lot of confusion. There can be a lot of anxiety. There can be a lot of depression even, right? Or even what we would call psychosis, um, seeing things, hearing things, whatever that, that may be. And so what happens for these people? Tell us a little bit about maybe even clients you've worked with. What happens when these people don't get a therapist or uh, you know, maybe they end up in the psych hospital or something where they're not getting um, this possibility explored? What usually happens to those people? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, a, it's actually a tragic loss of potential because if somebody is not met with compassion and with an understanding that this experience that they're having can be a catalyst for positive growth. The tendency in our society is to label it, pathologize it, make it wrong, make it bad, make you a misfit, and perhaps medicate you unnecessarily, try to suppress this energy that's trying to work its way to unfold you and expand you, but instead suppressing you. Um, so yeah, I think it's one of these things that I would love to see all, all of mental health reframe to understand. Yeah, and that's really the purpose of ASSIST, right? Is to educate other mental health and healing professionals about this perspective, to take this more holistic look, like when we're looking at something like depression, anxiety, psychosis, right? And not just look at it from the lens of a brain chemistry imbalance or whatever, that there is this spiritual component that's so critical to include when we are assessing somebody's situation when we are helping them work through it. Can you say more then about ASSIST? Sure, so ASSIST is A-C-I-S-T-E and it stands for the American Center for the Integration of Spiritually Transformative Experiences. It's ASSIST.org. And uh, the organization really exists to help bring research uh, about these experiences to these professionals who may be working with people who may be encountering their you know, these incidents with their clients and giving them a new way to understand them so they can help facilitate this positive development, this growth that we were talking about here. 
Um, Assist operates as a nonprofit organization and we're all volunteers. And um, basically we have two arms. So we have an arm uh, which helps people who are having experiences find support, find language, find what they need in terms of community uh, by pointing them to different resources. We have um, a hotline that people can call. We have a, a secure uh, chat group where people can come on and talk about their experiences. And the only people on that in that group are also verified experiences. And we have moderators keeping an eye on things to make sure that everyone feels safe and heard. Um, and then we also have a support directory where professionals who come to our annual conference and get certified as a mental health provider or as a coach or as a spiritual director can be listed on our website and in the support directory. And people can go on based on their location and look up somebody to help them with what they're going through, find someone who resonates, who they know is trained, not only in their profession, but also by assist as somebody who is working with these processes, understands a new framework for it, and is receiving support through ASSIST and through their um, professional peers in this way of thinking about things. And what a wonderful mission. I mean, I'm so thrilled to know that there are other professionals out there. You know, sometimes we can feel like we're the only one, right? And there can be a certain isolation. There can be a stigma. Um, I myself have been going through the certification process with you guys. And I remember there was one lady in my group, a therapist, um, who was in a pretty rural, more isolated part of the country. You know, you and I are on East and West Coast, where sometimes there's more openness to some of this, but she was more in the middle of the country and she felt like she had to really keep it all under wraps. She couldn't talk to her supervisor about these things. She didn't have other professionals that she could network with and, and support, um, who could support her with all of this and how difficult that is even for us. Imagine the clients dealing with that, but even us as practitioners sometimes are dealing with that kind of isolation and fear of being you know, stigmatized for being more open in the way we see things. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I do think it's a real challenge for professionals too, because we're also working within these systems, right? We're, we're working within the system, but we're also blessed to be having the insight from outside of the system. And I think that makes us perfect to be the change agents that the system needs to inject these new ideas, these new ways of being into these stagnant systems that are often hurting people more than they're helping people and start to evolve them to where they're really meeting people where they're at and, and serving them in the way that they could be serving them. Mm -hmm. There's a great documentary, um, and we're gonna add this to the show notes too, of course, the assist and your contact info and all of that, but there's a documentary called Crazy Wise that speaks to this. People who have gone through um, the mental health system, psychiatric hospitals and things like that, and really were traumatized by those experiences um, and not, recognized for the spiritual transformative things that were happening for them. And it's a really, it's a painful, but very uh, powerful look at what can happen to folks when they end up in a system that doesn't include their experience and they're invalidated for it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. People need to be met, you know, because I don't think, I think one of the things about spiritual emergence is we need each other to get there. I think we need community to help pull us up. You know, when I had my experience, like I said earlier, I didn't have language for it. I didn't have community. I wouldn't even know how to begin describing it. Um, 
and it's, you know, basically it was what I now call a unitive experience as um, Stan Groff would, would term an experience of kind of cosmic oneness, sudden understanding and insight about the interconnectedness of the universe. And it was beautiful. I felt, um, and I didn't talk like this when I was in my twenties, but I felt like my heart opening and I felt this love and this empathy. I had just come off the New York city subway. I mean, that's not usually a place where you're feeling love and empathy. So, <laughs> um, and that was not, that was just not in my frame as a New Yorker. Like, you know, I was, I was just very different. So, um, it wasn't until I found my community, which happened to me by going back to school that I started to realize there was language and culture around this, that I started to integrate that and build that into my life. And I think our job going out there and serving people is to help them create community for themselves through assist, through, through these peer support networks that are out there and through educating our mental health professionals so that again, they're not being fearful of a label of a pathology of say, someone saying something's wrong with you, but instead exploring what is really a gift, a gift to move to a new level, a new, a new space in your development and your potential as a human. Yeah, and we know that from doing the clinical work, but sometimes, um, you know, the, the science part of it, right, is slower to catch up. And so I'm so excited to hear, you know, that ASSIST is also doing research because some people in this reality including some professionals, need that scientific proof or backing that what we're talking about is real. So can you tell us more about some of the research that ASSIST has been involved with, um, with spiritually transformative experiences? Sure. Well, ASSIST did a survey when they were first founded, and um, that, found, that survey was about experiencers getting a general idea of what they're needing, what they're wanting, what's missing, exploring what it was like for them to disclose their experiences in the first place, to family, to professionals. And, you know, some of the findings that came out of that were really how much harm mental health professionals have done when they, when somebody was not met with a warm, receptive, curious, you know, way of looking at their situation, but instead was told that they're wrong, was shamed, was blamed, was accused of, you know, of, you know, medicated maybe. Um, it was really, it's tragic, it's tragic. And, and that's why I think there's such a responsibility to, to help people, you know, by opening up our own minds, even if we haven't had similar experiences. And, you know, one of the things I, I think is important to say is ASSIST doesn't try to make meaning of these experiences. One of the things that we really value is empowering people to make their own meaning, whether or not they wanna use the word God, whether or not they even wanna use the word spiritual, we're just about validating the subjective experience and offering a framework for people to look at it as a growth enhancing event. And um, yeah, I just, I think that's important to know is that, you know, we're not trying to move anyone into one way of thinking of things. It's, it's about really embracing people's um, authority to, to name their own experiences and move with it in a direction that helps to shape it for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is why I love that it is an empowerment is such a big part, I think, of what ASSIST is doing. We're empowering people to make meaning of their own experiences, not to say, you know, we have the answers, here's what it is, right? That's disempowering and that's not what we want to do. Unfortunately, sometimes people do experience that in the traditional mental health system. They're told you have this diagnosis, you must yeah. take this medication, and that will resolve the issue. Only people will do that and then you know, they're still having issues. Like it hasn't resolved the issue. 
right? right? And it's just ridiculous, I think, in the first place for that mental health does that because, you know, mental health is so busy trying to be a science and it's not like everyone has the same depression that looks the same way that is solved in the same way. There are so many variables in an individual's life that go into depressive symptoms, for example. So, you know, this idea of one size fits all medicine is just not fair and it's not helpful. It's not, it's not right. It's not like something uh, like um, diabetes, you know, which has a very specific symptomology and profile and we know, you know, we can measure it and all that stuff. And something like depression, anxiety, even psychosis can be so many more things than that. You know, and that's what I'm really wanting to explore on the show is like all these different ways of seeing this one thing we're calling a cluster of symptoms that seems to fit this particular category. And we seem to think that this is the way to treat it. It's such an inexact science. I think people don't realize that about psychology and psychiatry in particular, that there is no, um, there is no definitive answer to how to treat somebody. Right. And that's one of the things I actually love talking about is that, you know, we are, we're a culture who always wants answers. We're a culture that wants definitive. We're so afraid of the mystery. We're so afraid of the unknown. And, you know, we're, we're sitting here talking in the midst of this kind of coronavirus pandemic, right? And all of a sudden, the whole world is in the midst of unknown. This is something that, you know, I see that is the spiritual practice. Again, again, whatever that word means to you, but getting comfortable with the unknown enough to just be curious about it, to sit with it, to explore it, instead of trying to cling to a diagnosis, a label, a certainty. I think this is what we can do as our own practice for maintaining our mental wellness, regardless of what's happening in the rest of the world. Right. And exactly. And it actually, it is in times of crisis that oftentimes a spiritual awakening occurs, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, the, the crisis point is the point where you can let go of the old. It's the opportunity for things to disintegrate, whether or not you want them to. If you view it as an opportunity for them to disintegrate, you make space for the new to be born. So I think, you know, we're in a unique time. A lot of people are talking about it, um, you know, as a collective opportunity for awakening, which, you know, just to, to understand it simply coming into a new consciousness together, right? We're recognizing our values that were very much material and very much about, you know, ownership or, um, you know, how you look or how much money you make. It's no longer what's important. You know, it's times like this, we're like, oh, we need to be with our families. We need to be making art. We need to be celebrating the life and looking at the things we can be grateful for instead of the constant striving for like the next thing, the next raise, the next promotion, you know, whatever that is. Right, right. I, I agree. I think we're moving out of a more materialistic paradigm and into a more spiritual paradigm, right? Which is really what transpersonal psychology is about. You know, if you ever uh, study Maslow's work, right? He talks about the hierarchy of needs and how, you know, once we've met our basic sort of, sort of survival needs and our need for love and connection, then we start moving into like the higher reaches of human potential, right? And that's really the work that, that we're exploring here with all of this. And it's exciting. It's somewhat scary maybe because it is unknown in many ways, but it's also really exciting. Yeah, it's the fun stuff. It's the fun stuff, right? I mean, who wants to be stuck in the same boring boxes all the time? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So tell me more about this um, 
documentary you're making? What is, what are you creating here more in this more creative realm with your film? Yes. So, uh, what happened is I, by a series of synchronicities, which is one of those things that I think happens when you're on your path is these meaningful coincidences start to show up. Um, I came to sit next to a girl at a, at a workshop who just happened to introduce herself to me by telling me she's in the midst of the spiritual emergency and that she's here looking for people who understand. And you know, this workshop had nothing to do with spiritual emergency. So I was like, well, isn't that funny? This is kind of what I've studied and this is my thing. And so we became fast friends and um, her background is sort of on the periphery of filmmaking. Um, and one day we just decided, hey, let's make a film about your experience. Her experience was going through a very painful Kundalini awakening, which is an awakening of energy in the body that they talk about in the yogic texts, which um, can be very challenging because it's disrupting your whole body system as well as your emotional system. And she was having a really rough time with it after she you know, finally found language for it. People had come to her with, with these suggestions after she went through all of the medical tests and whatnot. Um, and so we decided to team up and really talk about these experiences that people often aren't talking about. You know, I think the new age movement has, has, doesn't get a lot of respect because it focuses only on like the positive, only on the love and light. And a lot of that can come across and does come across as really shallow and it is really not affirming of the struggle and the challenges that people who are genuinely going through these experiences have to go through before they get to that space of joy and bliss. And, you know, again, we kind of wash over that. So we want to draw attention to the fact that, yes, some people's experiences are really blissful and they're fortunate in that way. And, you know, they have their own struggles, but primarily they come out seeing it as positive and bliss. Some people really have these, these events that create major depression for them, that create suicidality, that really wreak havoc physically, emotionally. So we're exploring those stories in this film. We're speaking to experts from all different spaces of psychology, of spirituality, of science, and we're also looking at a cross-section of people. This is something that can happen to anyone. You don't need to see yourself as spiritual. You don't need to be on a spiritual path. You don't need to be doing yoga or ayahuasca. This is something that just happens. And we want, really want to draw attention to the fact that, you know, I don't care who you are, you're human. And this is part of your developmental process. And sometimes it comes like lightning. And that's why we, we named the film When Lightning Strikes because so many people have described that to, you know, their experience in that way, even before, you know, making this film and naming it that. So um, we're exploring those lightning moments. Wow, I cannot wait to see this movie. When do you guys anticipate that it will come out? Well, we will see. We were hoping for the fall and now our filming has been delayed for the spring. So um, we're just gonna see where it takes us. You know, we've, we've started to move some of our interviews online just to give people, again, we wanna be a resource for people. We want people like, yeah, we wanna have fun with this film. It's a creative adventure. It's, you know, it's intended to be kind of a road trip and it's showing the relationship between girlfriends who are seekers, but it's also meant to be informative and to really give people the sense that they're not alone. Um, and that's what um, my co-producer Kate is, is really finding is that she needed to know she wasn't alone in this. And the more people she connects with, it helps her process, it helps her growth and helps her carry on even though she has days where she does just want to end it all and it's scary. Yeah, yeah. 
So in addition to being a filmmaker and the president of ASSIST, you also have a private practice in New York, right? Yes. And you work yes. collaboratively. You have like a, a center there, right? Yes, I work in private practice. I have a few uh, other therapists who work with me there. And um, I'm always, you know, collaborating with like-minded people to create events and um, just opportunities for community to, to develop who are interested in, in these sort of phenomenon. So how can people reach you if they want to find out more about any of the things that you're involved with? Sure. Um, the name of my business is The Curious Spirit. So my website is thecuriousspirit.org. Um, I'm on Instagram at Katrina underscore The Curious Spirit. And um, yeah, you can, you can email me, Katrina at thecuriousspirit.org as well. Great. And we will include all of this in the show notes. Are there any final words you have for us or anything you would like our viewers and listeners to know? Well, I would love to say stay open to possibility. Uh, don't allow yourself to think you know everything, but trust your intuition and stay curious. Love it. Thank you so much, Katrina, for being here with us today. It's truly been a gift. I'm super grateful. And I can't wait to see uh, what else you're creating in the world. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thanks for doing this. This is fun. Oh, my pleasure. I just want more people in the world to be aware of all the resources that are out there that you and I are aware of. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We'll see you next time on Kaleidoscope of Possibilities. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Kaleidoscope of Possibilities, Alternative Perspectives on Mental Health. This has been Dr. Adriana Popescu. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe and share with others. To find out more about me, my guests, and more, please visit my website at adrianapopescu.org. See you next time.